Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Larry. Welcome to Manipod, a podcast dedicated to men over 50. Brought to you by Manipause.com. Hi, Mike and Larry here with another Manipod podcast. And today we have a very, very special guest. My long-term friend for over 35 years, Mr. Ken Cortland. And Ken Cortland is the president and co-founder of the Sam Christensen Process, which is a course that I took many years ago. Uh, after I got out of acting in my professional life, I needed a change. I needed to find out how people perceived me. And I took the course and it actually changed my life, my professional life for sure. And it was great. So Ken, yes, please. Hello. Tell us, tell, hello, Ken. Tell us about, <laughs> tell us about, the Sam Christensen process. Sure. Uh, well, we began what we do about 30 years ago. And at that point, uh, there was really kind of no um, uh, describing what we did in a way that was succinct. Uh, what we really told people is that we helped everyone to uh, actually be what is the most commonly offered advice uh, on this planet, which is to just be yourself. And that we helped people to understand what that just be yourself is. You know, people are always like, you know, if you're a little tight about going out to a job interview, they're like, don't worry, just be yourself. Got a prom date or an important, you know, personal thing and oh, you'll be fine, just be yourself. So, um, and over the years, we started to identify ourselves a little bit with personal branding, but that was really uh, not really accurate because a lot of people thought of personal branding as wardrobe styling and what do I do to complete this picture of success. It had less to do with who the person was and more about maintaining a picture. Uh, and in the last number of years, we've been really describing ourselves uh, the way we did at the very beginning, which was in terms of your authenticity. Um, allowing people to understand uh, how to be the most authentic version of themselves uh, so that you get to be uh, not only what you feel about yourself is true, but also to be able to uh, really align with what other people feel about you. You know, our authenticity is not just you sitting in a room and going, I'm really authentic. I really get that. Looking in a mirror and going, look how authentic you are. It's really a reading from other people where other people go, I really get, given what I know of you, that you're being authentic here. And I really trust that. I really know the, from what I know of you and what you're doing in this situation. I really get the fact that you are onto yourselves and I feel safe uh, being with you. Authenticity is always that outside response to you. And what we try to do is give people a vocabulary so that they will be able to understand the way that they're a leader or the way that they father or the way that they uh, are in any given professional situation so that they can do things in a way that is really authentic to them, is really personal to them. Like if you're in a position of, you know, if you get put in a position of leadership, sometimes people will just try to uh, mimic what they think leadership is. But your genuine leadership may come from your curiosity, or it could come from your responsibility, or it could come from your doggedness. Uh, and to understand what that is in you helps you to be authentically the leader you are, as opposed to being some generic idea of what a leader is. So before we dive into the meaning uh, and relevance of authenticity, uh, before the COVID thing, and I know Mike experienced this, but I didn't, and 
probably most of the people watching didn't. Um, when they signed up for your class or your seminar, whether it was in Atlanta or Toronto or wherever you guys were, and they walk into the class, and let's say they're not actors, you know, they're not people who are used to, you know, crowds uh, looking at them. Um, how how do actors hate that? By the way, <laughs> most people hate that. By the way, I think yeah. any people hate that. By the way, yeah. So how how did how did you how did you start this off for each individual? to make them feel sort of non-threatened or, or have the ability to kind of say, okay, I'm going to do this. How did you introduce them to that in a physical setting as opposed to on Zoom where you can kind of maybe not be as nervous? Well, you know, I think everybody, a lot of people walk into our workshop with this little anticipation of what are they going to see that I'm going to hate. You know, what is it that's popping out that I don't know is popping out? Um, and how we ease that off immediately is by telling people that we're not looking for everybody to uh, give you their judgment on you. We're looking for people to describe you. Um, and that's what we work with. There are all these descriptors. And so what we start with immediately is the same thing we do on Zoom as we do in person, which is to do this anonymous survey where uh, your classmates are literally, your classmates that you don't know at all, are marking down a survey, things that describe you, uh, descriptive words that really describe you, not good nor bad, but just descriptions. Is this and before you've opened your mouth? Yes. Well, when you've had minimal contact, we do okay. this at the very top of the workshop so everybody is a stranger as possible. Okay. Um, so that you really have that feeling that I don't know these people, I haven't even much said anything, and here they are just taking one glance at me and describing me. Okay. You know, they're checking off this survey. And one, that's amazing that people will take one glance at you and yeah. get so much information that they can start filling out the survey without even looking up to you again. That's what's incredible. But what really is the phenomenal thing is that you'll get these surveys back and you'll start to go, there are trends here. 10 out of 10 people thought this and this and this and this about me. And then 9 out of 10 people thought that and that and that. How is that possible? Hmm. And that's what eases people off immediately because they realize that there is this impression of themselves in the world that they don't have to do anything uh, about. They just need to get out of the way of it because it's already working. You're already coming through in the world. You're meeting people. People are having feelings about you. They can describe that in words. And you just want to get out of the way and see what that is so that you can be let in on what everybody else feels about you. And normally, how people describe you are so much nicer and kinder and uh, more uh, humorous than what we imagine in our egos, what we imagine in our mind. Wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah, that that's what happened to me. I mean, I I experienced that getting up in front of your uh, your course. Yeah, and and what happened as an actor, you know, you hide behind the words, right? You can you can create this character, but as yourself, yeah, you're not you're you know you're not hiding. You're out there exposed, and I realized that you know I didn't have to sell that hard. People believed me. They they thought I was honest. They they trusted me when mm -hmm. I was speaking. So I said, so well, it could be wrong. It can be wrong sometimes. Then right, the analysis <laughs> they do if they trusted him. <laughs> well, 
there's these are first impressions, and we have second impressions after right. that too. <laughs> but we normally find that those first impressions are pretty okay. yeah, dead on. You know? money. Right. So we're also I have another question. So yeah. how does this apply to our group of listeners? We have men uh, over 50, 60, they're in their 60s. And, and so how does this apply to them? And, and uh, how do they explore to make the most of the new decades coming? You know, well, that's what's exciting is that we now, you know, uh, get to retirement age, and we're young, and we're vital, and we feel great. And we want to do other things. We don't just want to go into this like retirement where people just disappear. Uh, people uh, enter this phase of life, and they have other things, you know, they're, they're uh, out of the constraints of their boardroom or of their corporation, their kids are already in college, or many times are working professionals. So they're free to go, what about me? What's my passion? What do I want to do next? What do I want to contribute to the world? And a lot of people want to um, bring their experience and bring what they've learned and how they particularly process that into a job situation or to create something that they feel is necessary in the world that they don't, it's not always created, already created. Other times people want to public speak. They finally want to get up and go, I have stuff to give to people. I, have, I want to talk to young people. I want to offer my experience because I think it's valuable. And I think that, you know, uh, they will learn so much along with the book knowledge that they're learning to get some practical experience. And yet those people go, I've never public spoken before. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, what's, is my fly open? What are they going to get from me? Why did they laugh at that? Why was that funny? So that's why this process because you already don't, you're already at this point where you've been through your life, you know who you are, you know that there's not going to be any gigantic surprises, but you want to be able to communicate more easily, more confidently with you walking into public situations going, I know they already, what they already see about me, and I have vocabulary to describe that and talk about that. Um, so I think people at our age are really ready to take some big leap to do something in their life and use more of who they are, not be constrained by all these boundaries, but to be able to use that freedom and express themselves more clearly, more honestly, more authentically. So people can also learn from who they are as people. So one of the things that we're finding out with, with menopause and the menopause man uh, mm -hmm. is that um, and this was uh, this was communicated uh, uh, by you know your your partner and you and Mike's amazing friend Sam Christensen when when he made a comment when asked about you know how he felt about what people perceived about him he said you know what I've reached the age where I don't give a shit I am who I am right exactly but but uh, but one of the other things that that Mike and I had some constraints when we started menopause.com had to do with the fact that we also have professions and it's one you know everybody to a certain degree is somebody professionally and somebody personally uh, sometimes just out of need you have to be a certain way in your profession but you can be another way uh, in your in your private life so how how do you turn, like, for instance, if I came to your thing and I, I had just finished three surgeries the night before and I'm still in doctor mode, right? And I come to your uh, seminar and I'm still feeling like doctor mode. How can people see through that if I'm just sitting there or if I'm on a Zoom call? How do I, how do I sort of 
uh, project to them that, oh, yeah, I'm a doctor, but I'm also this other guy. How, how can they get through that? Because it's all connected. Because the way you are a doctor is probably got some of your personality into it anyway. It's impossible not to. You know, it's also impossible to get to a certain point in your success without having a bedside manner that really touches people. That people go, you know, I trust that doctor. There was something he said or he mentioned something about the news or he gave a little laugh about something. That's all your personality. So you have not even realized it, but you have been bringing yourself to this work, to your work. And as you've probably gotten more and more skilled and more and more comfortable with the way your business is running, you've let in a little more of yourself. And that's how people go, I love that bedside manner about that doctor. I really trust Dr. Larry. He's the best because they have to have some rapport with you. That's why we choose one doctor over another because there's something about your personality that we go, I trust this guy. I don't know why. I just trust him. So you've already, what we want to do now is bring those words. What is that? What is that? Right. Is that a little bit of, is that a little bit of irony that you have? Is that a little bit of silliness that you have? Is that an approachability that you have? A warmth that you have? Right. What is it that's coming through? Because that's already working in your career. We just want you to know that so you can have it working in your next career. Right. And you can also pre-announce it. You know, I'm a really warm guy, except if, you know, you can say these things that people go, I got that about him. I right. sense that about him. Immediate trust is then created because you're saying them, you're saying to them things that they already have perceived. And people perceive this on a subliminal basis. Uh, as, a, as a human culture, as a human, you know, group of human beings, we spend our lives assessing other people's behavior to see if they're going to be safe. You walk down a street in New York and there's like 300 people you encounter. You're going, is this safe? Is this okay? Is they're going to hit you with their umbrella? Are they not? We are so used to this kind of figuring out on our mind that we're all experts in human behavior. And when we go into a meeting with someone and they say something, we go, I bet he loves Seinfeld. <laughs> I just got the feeling that he would love Seinfeld. You know, we pick up these little clues yeah. Yeah. and those are, that's how we make our decisions. I don't care if he went to Yale or he went to Cornell. I don't give a damn. Right. I like that. I, I think he likes Seinfeld. Right. That's how we make our decisions. That's so interesting. Yeah. You know, uh, this is kind of off track a little bit, but it's, it's always been a concern of mine. And I think uh, our listeners at, at their age, in their 50s and 60s, would agree that as we're continuing in our professions, how do we stay relevant? Yes. So how can this help me? How can this course help me stay relevant in my business? You're always relevant when you're being authentic. You know, you're always relevant when you're sharing of that stuff that is absolutely genuine of you. And people always want to engage in that immediacy. Um, and so then relevancy does not become a problem. It becomes a uh, uh, it becomes a product of these cards that you have in your hand, which is this individuality. So relevancy completely is not even an issue. Most people are not relevant because they're like, well, I used to be this and I used to be that. And it's like, well, what are you now? You know, you've kind of given up the game for now and you're talking about what you used to be. What about right now? So I think this immediately takes those shackles off of age, um, of, uh, of really age, because you are 
in the currency that is of what relevancy is, which is authenticity and being in the moment. Right. Do you, uh, do you find that, um, because, you know, I think a lot of people go through phases as they, as they mature. Like I always used to be extremely shy. I did not like to talk in front of crowds. Part of it was maybe a self-perception of, of thinking that either I don't know enough or nobody really wants to hear what I have to say, right? right? Yes, yes. Um, and there, I, I think there are people that kind of uh, maybe don't evolve uh, like I did uh, for a reason. And, and it seems to me like this might be a good outlet for somebody cool. who uh, is at, a, at, at work and they're just not – they're not putting themselves out there enough because they're like, I, I don't have what it takes to go to the next level. It might, this, I could see this as a course where somebody could come and, and get all this positive reinforcement that, hey, you know, you really are a cool guy or you are very funny or I do want to hear what you have to say yeah. and take back to the workplace. Well, well, you know, it's interesting because I was working with someone uh, a couple of years ago who was really uh, concerned about that they were in a position of leadership and they didn't feel like they were being listened to. And um, what this gentleman discovered was that uh, other people would be uh, pounding the drum as to listen to me, I'm going to leave, this is what we should do, this is it. But he turned out to be that last quiet voice of reason that his leadership was in the final analysis after he took everything in, he would say, ba 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 and everybody would go, that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of times people are <laughs> limiting by themselves by going, I'm not a really good leader, by not seeing how they are a leader. You know, by comparing it to what we think a leader is, as opposed to going, no, 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 this is the way I lead. And I think that's what you discover in the course is all those ways that you individually do things so you can take those beliefs off like, I've never been a leader, I've never been this, I've never been that, and find out how you have been that and how not only that, but the rest of the world counts on you for that. You know, we have these, um, people count on us to be who we are. You know, and, right. and when we remove ourselves, you suddenly go, wow, I didn't think that that team would fall apart so quickly because you didn't give yourself the credit of knowing how you played an integral part in that team. Mm. So I think people discover, I have a lot more going on than I thought, but this is how I express it. You know, they find their individual way that they can come to it authentically as opposed to the, the picture of it. Right. Well, th this is so interesting. Um, when I took your course, I think it was around 15 years ago. Yeah, I, I had so. just moved down to San Diego right. and I was driving up to take the course. And I think it was a four week or a six week course. Four week and course. Yeah. I remember one of the things, one of my essences was compassionate. Okay. You, you appear compassionate, right? Well, fast forward to a, a program that we have set up in our company just in the last couple of years where our, our motto is kindness and compassion, building a better world. And I think I got that from the course because over the years, I have been thinking that way because that was my essence and that's what people Absolutely. thought of me. And so it changed the way I thought about myself and about mm -hmm. how I wanted to be portrayed. And so we started this program and it is caught on 
And everybody has bought into this in our company and even our clients are going crazy with the shirts that we wear uh, on in the hospitals and, and you know, just the, the spirit of our employees yeah. uh, being compassionate about what they do and who they are. And, and we're putting it out there and it is an amazing thing. Now I can, that's, that's because you took ownership of it. Right. And also you probably realized that a lot of people were working with you because that quality was one they appreciated. Right. You know, that a lot of other people got that compassion in you too and went, I love working here. You know, I feel right. good about it. It's not just a paycheck. I really feel good about it. And that mic is just so when you put the actual words to what this movement is that you're doing, people of course would flock to it because they get that about you. Michael's the most compassionate guy I know. I'm gonna go to this team, you know. They know something about this. Right. And we right. brought that to menopause. Uh, yes, through Mike with with man, with our mana cause portion, yeah. the giving section, and as Mike was saying, that we've gotten a tremendous response to to you know when we're talking to people about our site and, and that comes up, they're like, oh oh, you do that, you know. So that that's been a major a major boost for the site with people knowing that that we're trying to give back and get them to help give back. But another because another feel that about you, guy, in your video. That's what they feel about you. So what it is is you're fulfilling a promise that you've already put out just by being on videotape on the site. Right, you know, right. They're getting that about you, and then they're looking for it and going, oh, yeah, that's what I was hoping for. This all fits the through line of what I believe about these guys. Mm. And if you're making your decisions based on this through line of who you are, you can't make a wrong move. Hi, Mike and Larry here, inviting you to spend some time at manopause.com. It's a website dedicated to men over 50 and the people who love them. That's right. Articles, videos, podcasts, and a community forum all here at menopause.com. Hey, are you tired of everything from movies to fashion always being aimed at millennials? I know I am. Well, at menopause.com, we focus on you, guys over 50, with stuff you care about. Like sports sex, humor, health, entertainment, and business. It's all here. Manopause.com. Manopause.com. It's about time. Join the movement. So after hearing all this and, and uh, you know, uh, all the different uh, aspects of it, it seems to me that this might also be helpful uh, for relationships, for mm. married couples or even non-married couples who yes. could... You know, to me, hearing stuff like that about my wife, for instance, how, how people perceive her, I might go, you know, wow, you know, I think I think I missed something here because, you know, uh, maybe we've been together so long, I, I forgot about that, you know, and I think that would be a good way for couples to kind of reintegrate and, and, and figure out who each other, uh, especially when you become an empty nester, you've spent your entire life. Uh, your you adult have to life. discover each other exactly, and so right. a course like this could kind of help you start fresh Completely. to figure out who are you and who am I, and how do we how do we jive here? You know, you know, we always call that extra credit. That has happened <laughs> for the last thirty years. Yeah. You know, we've always said to people, we're going to focus on your career, your professional advancement, 
but here's a whole bunch of extra credits that's going to happen in your life. You're going to have a better relationship with your wife, with your kids. You're going to communicate more. Um, and, and that, and people tell us all the time, I'm speaking to my mother for the first time in 30 years. And you know what? All those things she said about me, she was right. <laughs> I just didn't like the way she said them, you know? Right. I've given her better words to express them, and now we're on the same page. Right. Um, so we've heard a remarkable, and I'll also, I'll tell you a funny story. I didn't think I was going to tell this, but there was a uh, woman, a, a big executive at um, Nickelodeon, and she had come to us because she felt that she was losing touch with her employees. She was not really, uh, uh, she was not, as she got more and more successful, able to really um, give them the guidance that they really wanted for her, that she was always available for. So she came to us to figure out how do I get back that, you know, that reality, which she did. But also, one of the things that she defined, one of the vocabulary statements that she defined was an essence statement called romance with me. It's like a deer trapped on your patio. <laughs> so she went home. Now, that's a pretty strong thing to say. She went home to her boyfriend of many years who had referred us, uh, her to us. He had studied with us already. And he was just so excited. He said, you have to tell me what these essence statements are. And she read the list, and she did deer trapped on the patio. And he said, hold on, hold on one minute. Left the room, came back, got on his knees, and said, would you marry me? And had a ring there. And she was like, we have been in relationship for 10 years. This has never come up before. And, she, and he said to her, yes, I know. But I didn't know that you knew that that was the experience of being in relationship with you. Wow. And if you know that, I'm ready wow. to sign the deal and yeah. get married to you. That's fantastic. So, isn't that an amazing little yeah. story? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that because it's so unusual. You yeah. know? So, but there are so many ways that you will find this communication is healed with your partner at home just because of the words and the descriptions and the communication. For, wow. uh, for Brad to say to Jenna, ah, uh, I didn't know you understood that. You now understand what I go through every day. Wow. You know, so we can be on the same page when I talk about it. I'm ready to go sign the deal now. And they've that's been married great. for now 15, 20 years. Wow. That's a great story. Yeah. So I, I have a question. So lay this out for us. For our menopause um, followers, our, our subscribers to the site, give me the, give me the synopsis of your course that you could, that you could teach our people sure. or our fans, um, you know, what they can learn and, and, how does it work? How does yeah, the course the work? process is we start out with these first impression surveys. And then all the while what we're doing is gathering descriptions of you. But we're gathering deeper and deeper descriptions because you're starting to know these people you're in class with. So from that surveys, we go into you uh, giving your opinion about what other people think about you. Uh, and then we go into storytelling exercises. And we just do these little storytelling exercises like uh, uh, tell me a little bit about your hometown and what's the first thing you'd take me to or what is uh, something that really makes you feel impassioned or uh, tell us about your first date uh, when you were a kid. Just little things that get people talking and sharing about themselves and everyone in class is describing you anonymously, not judgmentally, but just describing you. So you end up getting more and more descriptions that start to get deeper and deeper and deeper and you go 
there are trends here. I'm seeing there's a kind thing. I'm seeing there's a uh, an impatient thing. I'm seeing that there's a selfish thing here, and I'm seeing that there's a uh, a leader thing going on. So you start to see that in all these exercises, people are telling you the same things, and you start to get them down to what we call these neighborhood trends, which is more of a marketing term, which is how do people see you? What are the behaviors that people see you? From there, we go into some private consultation with you, and we come up with these vocabularies that really so succinctly express qualities about you in a way that your mother would go, why did you pay them for that? I could have told you that myself. <laughs> and, you know, you're saying, why didn't you tell me about yourself? Right. One, you wouldn't believe it if your mother told you. But two, this is done in a way that you really understand that this is completely without bias, that this is just a matter of trends and uh, of percentages and the fact that these things keep on coming up and now you want to be able to use this because you understand those cards that you hold in your hand that are different than your friends right next to you. Uh, and then we talk to you about using it and how to apply that and how to put that into your life and how to um, uh, have fun with it and how to go out and really sometimes even choose what you want to do next by what these cards are. It's like wow. Mike knew that he was compassion, but all the work that you're doing, Mike, was instinctually you were driven to it because of your compassion. Hmm. Not, not everybody is as lucky as that. They're a bit more confused as to what is inside me, where is that going to lead me to? So this process is really valuable on that level to go, oh, I think I'm going to start you know, working in this area, or I think I have so much to give in this area. It's what I do all the time. So you'll start to realize that these next, these next um, visions of your career or about who you want to be in the world is really already in you. You know, it's already there. It's just about peeling away so that you can see what everybody else sees. Wow. So this is, this is a course that we take on yes. Zoom right now. Four weeks. Mm -hmm. and, then, and you also, and, and there's going to be several students in the course with you, and then you have private one-on-ones uh, with them uh, yes. to work on it, and then you go back to the class. So it's great. It, yeah. It's great. Is it? How long is the course? Uh, we do it. It's four classes over five weeks because the extra fifth week is about those meetings that we have with you uh, in between the third and the fourth week, um, and those can be scheduled, you know, at a lot of different times. Uh, so it's really about twelve hours of class and a couple of hours, like three or four hours of consultation. Oh, that's awesome. And, yeah. and we can start that pretty soon, right? Oh, yeah. We're starting something in October. I also want to let you guys know that I am so behind what it is you do. We want to give you guys a little discount. Uh, so uh, we normally would charge uh, $550, but we're making it $495 for you guys. Um, and uh, I'd love for you to be a part of it. We're starting a Monday night class. I believe it's on the 19th of October. I don't oh, have my calendar perfect. right in front of me, but... I believe it's on the 19th. And we always, here's the other thing that's really fun. We love, and have always done this, love to mix acting professionals with non-acting professionals because it's a great mix of people. Oh, yeah. I remember you even mentioned that to me. You said, I love the fact that we're working with actors. And a lot of the business professionals just feel like, oh, I can feel calm now. And the actors love it when they're working right. with people that have, 
you know, been successful in the world and that was in their control. Actors have to kind of go, none of this is in my control. I'm just setting it up to really, you know, uh, launch at some point. But business people, uh, career people are the people that have said, no, I'm going to forge my way uh, myself and make this happen. And it's a great combination of folks. So there'll be what some would, of those types in there too. What would the schedule be if, if somebody signs up for that four Mondays or, or whatever? Uh, so how many hours on each Monday? Roughly three hours. Exactly three hours. It'd be a three hour class. Or at night or when, when is that? I'm going to, it's at night. Um, I I have it down for 7 to 10, but I may, since we're still in COVID, I may do it from 4 to 7 if we have some people from the East Coast. But 7 to 10 is what I'm really looking at. Yeah, Yeah, we have people all over the United States. So that would be great if you could arrange that. So 4 o'clock to 7, would, and I just did a workshop like that where we were working with people in Chicago and Colorado and Seattle, Texas, uh, Albuquerque. So four o'clock was a perfect time for everybody to split that afternoon into evening thing. I think that sounds good. I think a lot of people uh, who are our followers and stuff are going to not only be interested in this, but I think a lot of them from a whole variety of of reasons are going to really benefit from it, whether it's like we talked about relationships or whether it's starting a new career or whether it's just trying to figure out who they are at this point after being, you know, employed at a certain job for all those years to really kind of explore themselves and, and, and find out. Nothing better to come alive than to do that kind of exploration. Right. And I think you'll find that this is a really fun workshop to do. Um, It's not like any other workshop you've done. Uh, You'll find it to be really creative and also, you know, just kind of mind boggling how these results get produced. Yeah. And yet they all feel so natural to you. Um, so I think it's, it's a different kind of learning situation than, you know, a tax seminar for four weeks. Right. That you take. Okay. So this is interesting that people need to know, because this isn't just a course, okay, that you've been doing this for 30 years. Yes. That's, you know, that's a career already. Yes. And yet you're, do, you're going to continue doing this for as long as you can, as I, I take it. Um, and I know this works. Deep down inside of me, I would never tell anybody to take any kind of course like this unless I knew I know. personally that it works. I know. Now, you have taught all over the world this, yes. this course. I mean, when you and Sam would get back from these, these tours, I mean, I was amazed at where you guys were teaching. Um, but I was really amazed at how many students that you have taught. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell us. Well, we've had about 20,000 students. Wow. That is, that blows my mind. That is incredible. 20,000 people. I know. And it's like, no matter where we teach, what country, what city, it's always the same thing. People are human beings and people respond to this because we all relate to each other on a human level, you know, and what my goal is and eventually, and why I'm continuing to do this. I love teaching this process. It always has such, um, beautiful miracles that happen for people. But I would really love to get this to kids, to get this to people, to kids that are going from high school to college that feel like they have to be someone else in order to be successful, that they want to be anybody but themselves. And to be able at that moment to look inside and go, these are my strengths. These are the things that I do that everybody else does not do, or these are the things I do along with everybody else, but I value this. I'm not looking at Johnny's plate anymore. I value that thing that I am. 
I, I that's think you why are, I continue. You're right on the money on that one. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if I had taken this course during that time, I could just imagine, you know, how how much better off I would have been. Me too. Uh, and I think it's great. And I think our audience can really uh, understand that. And once they take it or, or they can identify, you know, their essences and, and how they can move on in life, they can also bring their kids into yes. their teenagers. A lot of, you know, our our group has uh, teenager, teenagers and, and young adults. And so I think it's, I think it's a great. We've group. been very privileged to have a lot of our grads bring us their kids and now their grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> Which is a little like, whoa. Yeah. But I mean, that is a voting confidence in us and what it is they got from us. And also the fact that this work tends to be uh, enduring. It's not just something that you do that you go, what was that thing I did that was fun? I did it over a month, three years ago. It tends to have some impact in you and really stay with you. So for those people 20 years later to bring back their kids is just a real honor for us to, you know, treat the next generation of people that have grown up with a right. father or a mother that were really aware of what, what they brought to their kids what their assets were, how they worked with their kids. And now to bring their kids to us and go, and now I want you to learn this before you go out in the world. So this can be, you can be the cornerstone of how you go out into the world, not just your knowledge, but you and your knowledge. So one last thing I want to bring up, because it may be relevant to a lot of uh, people in our age group, who are sort of, uh, you know, uh, we do tend to get fixed in certain ways. Oh, yeah. Is, you know, I think to somebody, like, I know you as well, uh, and I know what you guys have been doing, uh, although I didn't experience it. But somebody who doesn't know you and has never heard of this before, uh, for a certain subgroup of people, the first thought might be, "It's that sounds scary. That sounds intimidating. So what what can you tell them about, no, 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 calm down, (laughs) <laughs> you know, to, to get them to enroll. Because I might be, if, if I didn't know you, I, I might be like, do I really want to find that out? Or what are they going to, you know, th- th- there's, there's that skeptical sort of fear of, of opening yourself up potentially for what might be viewed as criticism, but is not. Right. Well, let me tell you, we're dealing with public image here. We're not just dealing with who you are in your personal life. There are some things in your life that are personal. You know, there's a lot of things in your life that's personal. A lot of times family stuff is all personal. We're not looking to get into that. We're just looking to get into what is um, not private. That's what I should have said. We're not looking for your private life. We're looking for your personal life. So anything that's with your family that's private will not get revealed. Anything that is one of the cards of communication that you use in life that is a personal thing that people interact with you, that's what we're looking to define. So we're not looking to get to the deep, dark bottom of whatever you feel is in there. But we're also not looking to uh, make judgments about that. We're looking to describe it so it has no judgment on it. Mm -hmm. The vocabularies that we're putting together are true, neutral, and descriptive. That's all they are. So uh, a lot of times that fear is immediately erased when people feel like, oh, I'm not going to be told whether I'm good or bad or I did that terribly or right. you know, I, I should be uh, kinder because I've been so cruel to my children. None of that stuff is what we do. We just get into describing you, how you're kind, 
you know, how you're fun-loving, how you're mischievous, um, so that you could go, oh, yeah, that feels exactly like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the Jacques Cousteau on land, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, so that you, uh, that fear subsides really quickly. Yeah. But, yes, I think people's egos start making up things where they go, oh, I'm going to find this horrible stuff. And the first thing to do is just breathe and sign up. And then immediately you find out, oh, I had nothing to worry about. That, that's great. And I think yeah. a, lot of, a lot of these people, like, like I would have been, uh, I think that, that sends a great message that don't be threatened by this. It can only help. Yeah. Right. There's nothing threatening about it. It's, you're discovering what people already think about you. Yeah. You know, right. And most of us are like, I can't wait. I've always wanted to know what people think about me. I can't my whole life, you know? <laughs> and unless you're a movie star where they'll write you and tell you what they think about you, right. um, you really don't know. So we're always in that, ah, oh, was that good? Was that bad? Was I on track? Was I off track? Right. That will completely be solved. And that confidence that comes from that is immediate. You know, when you go, I know what people think of in the world about me. I am not worried about that. It's, it creates this enormous amount of confidence about you going out to the world. Yeah. 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 That's wow, a winner. That it's a winner. Yeah. I'm so excited. stay tuned, everybody, because we will be offering this course to the menopause.com uh, audience. Yeah. And we yeah. can't wait. And it's looking like October 19th um, at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh-huh. Uh, we will be putting it out there, Ken, and, and um, we'll see how many of our audience will join you and, and how many can you actually take at we, one time? We take a max of 14 people. Okay. Ooh, right. So, because so right. if, if we have more than that, which we may very well. Move another group. Um, it, we start another one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's a, with private consultations and there's a whole bunch of work that we will do uh, for you you know, a lot of consultation homework that we do. So 14 allows everybody to have a really individual time, get all the time they need, and not overcrowd or overrush the situation. And much less intimidating, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Much I mean, more just, Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot more intimate, so you don't feel like you're going out in front of the masses. Right. You're trying this in a safe environment. That's right. Great. That's awesome. Well, this has been a I'm great Manipod podcast. Thank you, Ken Cortland. Uh, of the Sam Christensen process. I can't wait. I can't Me wait too. for other people to to try this and get their feedback because I just well, I always love teaching it was for this, me. So I'm excited to be working with you guys. I'm looking forward to working with the people that uh, are coming to the site because I happen to be one of them myself. Great. And um, this has been so much fun. Great. Thank Great. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks, and Ken. Everybody stay tuned.